Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Space trash. Trash in space. Space trash. Lifestyles. The rich and uranus. Space trash. Celebrities, they're trash. But the astrology can help us understand. Transmission incoming. Greetings, Trashlings, for a super special emergency episode of Space Trash. Lifestyles of the rich, Uranus, and engaged. That's their oh, armor. I'm Molly Molshine. We are gathered here together to get through this thing called Courtney Kardashian and Travis Barker's engagement. We had a Kravis engagement over the last day, and we just felt that we had to come on here and discuss, I do feel that the astrology of the engagement is very romantic. And I think we got to talk about it. So what were your first, like when you heard it was, you know, when you saw the pics, what was, what was your first reaction? Right. My, I was going to say when you and I were first DMing about this, I think it's fair to say that we were both like, like (laughs) (laughs) more like wake me up when fucking Tom DeLonge gets abducted by aliens. Finally, you know, It just, I think part of the reason why it was a little snore, snorish is because Machine Gun Kelly went full deranged with their GQ interview. Machine Gun Kelly, I said, as if there is no Megan Fox. The two of them went- (laughs) Megan Kelly. Megan Kelly. Megan Kelly. We're going to, let's do it. Because we keep calling them that. Megan Kelly is their new couple portmanteau. So funny. Megan Kelly went off the rails uh, with the British GQ interview. So now- just this little engagement, I kind of, it, it's actually sort of endearing how normal it is because I think we were also saying it seems like the reason why Machine Gun Kelly and Megan Fox are being so extra is because maybe they're a little insecure about being straight cisgender, which I think she actually might be by, but they're in like a heteronormative relationship. I think they're a little scared that it's boring. And now here comes Travis and Courtney being like, we're getting boring. Like we are happy to be boring. We are on the beach with a circle of roses, beautiful, absolutely beautiful, standard, like romantic, nice. There were no skulls. They weren't sticking their tongues out that we know of. I mean, I think this was actually the first punk thing they might've ever done. Just being like, like just so mainstream and just going, Hey, we don't need, we don't need like anything extra. Our love is extra enough. Let's just, I mean, right, it like, right. like it, it, it's funny. Cause like when you look at the pictures and totally romantic, if anybody wants to uh, ask me to marry them at any time, I think a, a, a rose circle on the beach would be quite nice. I, I, I'm here for it. I loved it. I love to see it, but it did kind of remind me, like it looked like it could have been just like a bachelor set. Right. Like it, it didn't look too different than like the bachelor in paradise engagement uh, photos, you know? That's really true. And I kind of love it because it's easy to forget that Courtney's never been married. And I know I that's think- what the, that's what I thought too. I was like, oh, wow, this actually is a first engagement for Courtney. 
Yeah. And it seems like, you know, he, I mean, not for lack of trying, Scott proposed to her, like asked her to marry. I mean, but he also never actually proposed to her. He just like nagged her. He's such no, he little- was like, he was like, I'm going to marry you. We're going to get married. Like it yeah, was like, like the whole like last few seasons of him being like, Courtney, why don't we just do it officially? And it's like, that's not romantic, Scott. That's yeah. That's not the way you do it. Like that's, that's so it. beta, not to use a total like men's rights activist term, but he beta. It really is. It really and is. The interesting thing. So, yeah, I think maybe Travis was like, I'm doing this right for her. I'm not going to fucking dress up like Jack Skellington. I'm going to (laughs) like make it pretty and give her roses because she's never been married. He's been married, of course, to um, Shana Mokler, who was the former Miss USA or Miss America, you know, whatever. And she's very unhappy about the engagement. Did you see that she put up a post on her stories that said closed for spiritual maintenance? Oh, that's funny. I like that. She needs to process this on her own. Don't you think that's kind of like really endearingly messy to actually do that? 100%. I mean, I guess it's like the kind of thing, though, where it always shocks me a little bit when it's just like their relationship has been over. It was never going to come back together. It didn't work. They they went to reality show and back. And, you know, it's it's over, man. It is over. So I am a little bit just, I mean, I love the messiness of it and I love the honesty of it. I'm just a little bit like, you know, get a therapist. Like you got to move on. Like he, not your husband. He, 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 this family broke up my family. It's like, no, they didn't. Yeah. You've been divorced for like been over. It's been over. It's over. Yeah. What, what are, and also like, why are you shocked? Shanna, you're shocked. Like, right. That's where this was going. What do you mean? Okay. Are you surprised? That they got engaged? Yeah. No. I kind of am because I, I thought that they were going to try to be like too cool and punk rock for it. But no, thing- I think I, I felt that they were going to get married this whole time. I think that there is something. See, I think that that Megan Kelly will be too punk rock for it because also they like, yeah. like Megan's been married. She's done. It. I think the fact that Courtney has not I don't think Courtney's ever been in love before. Like, I think that this is I think Whoa. the reason that this is so much more important and this engagement is important is because it it's so celebratory to even everybody in the Kardashian family. She is the oldest daughter. She's never been married. She's never been in relationships with people that the family seems to like until after the fact, like now they like Scott, but like he was actually like the villain of the show for, for a million years. And I don't think she's been in love. I think that before, I mean, it's nice. Like when you, when you read the, the proposal, it's like, he said something along the lines of like, thank you for making me a better person or something like that. I feel like it's almost the other way around. Like, I think we are seeing a Courtney that she didn't even know existed. And I mean, for most of the time that we have known her, she has been like a cold, dry bitch, like, and, and almost seemed like depressed on some level. She's got no passion. She's got no interest. She's sort of competing with Gwyneth for some reason, you know, all of a sudden, (laughs) all of a sudden selling monkey bar, monkey bar sex swings. And she is like out here doing, she's the, she's the easiest to look at. She's the most interesting to look at all of a sudden, you know, that's for the insiders. You know, that that was the big dig from a couple seasons ago. You're not look at right but so I feel like this Courtney deserves like this is like she she, this was her awakening like across the board yeah for sure and I it really gives me a thrill to think how this is going to sound so retro and I don't care how happy she is to finally have an engagement ring you know she's got three kids she's been like she was in that messed up shitty relationship with Scott for so long like I'm not gonna lie I have 
always been like, oh my gosh, I can't wait to have an engagement ring. Like I, I, I can't wait to just have that. I, I think it's really pretty and traditional and I love it. And I feel like she must be really like, oh my God, I got it. And it's fucking huge. Well, and it <laughs> probably one no, dude, it's fu- Yeah. It's, it's I did not know Blink-182 had Kanye money. You like, know, it's, it's Bling-182 now, guys. It's we're Bling-182 because that's also, I love that. I forgot to say on air my hypothesis of why Kim's been wearing all those super covered up outfits with the gloves. It's because she doesn't want people to see whether or not she's still wearing her engagement ring. Yo, that's genius. Or her wedding yeah. ring. Well, it's it was the gigantic engagement ring was the crazy one. That right, was the right. one but even, but even still, if, if she's wearing both, like if she's wearing the engagement and the band, right, yeah. I, I actually totally, like, it's like no speculation. Right. And that's like, so smart, would, Molly. That's so smart. You're so good at media. Thank you. Thank you. What would you do if you were Kim? I would still wear it. It's fucking huge. And he's still the father of your kids. Wear it when you want to wear it. Keep it in a safe. And if you feel like being blingy one day, just do it. You're still Kim Kardashian West. Like you're still co-parenting. You st- he's still part of your family. Yeah. I mean, I think it would just depend like if she was ever at the point in her life where she felt like she wanted to call in another soulmate if she wanted to mm. call in another partner not necessarily a husband but if she really wanted to be in like I think if you were really dating someone else the engagement ring and the wedding ring are True. inappropriate at that point but I think that they are still so connected and their their relationship clearly is not over so and whenever Kanye starts dating someone else then it would start to look psycho right right for the time being I mean look I am the queen of taking the longest time ever to actually separate from relationship. So uh, I totally get where until like it's over, over. And like, there is someone else in the picture for real, for real that like, we're still in the, I I love being in a little bit of a too long limbo, especially if I imagine if it was Kanye and we had children. So uh, yeah, I think Kim's probably, but I also think whether she's wearing it or not, isn't the point. I think she's learned a lot. And I think that we're just seeing her, her maturity level where it's like, you don't get that information. Like, cause it's like, it's likely that she's not wearing, if she's wearing gloves everywhere, it's likely that she's not wearing rings. Cause you also, we probably could see the outline of it, but it's, I think it's, it's more of too like, big. It's, it's too, too big. big. To fit. Right. It was, it was, I mean, that's a funny image too. Like, it, I feel like it would like poke through, it would be like black gloves and then just like a, a bling finger. But like, I feel like, I feel like more than whether or not she actually is wearing it. It's like her saying, you don't get that from me. Like it's it's the same as why her like Dementor shadow suit was so cool at the Met Gala. Like I think she's on to this sort of new phase where she's it's not even like demanding more privacy or you know asking anything of us. She's just censoring certain things and she's 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 now in a phase where she's like you don't get the parts of me that I don't want you to get. You don't get to speculate on this. You don't get to comment on this. Or if you do, it's your own shit. Like, I think she's, I I think think she's herself off of the tabloid table. I think it's a funny sort of Andy Warhol thing though. Like, I think she's tongue in cheek with it. You know what I mean? I do think she's, I've said it before. I'll say it again. I do think she's funny. And I do think it was the best SNL monologue we've seen in a long time. Yeah, absolutely. Back to Courtney and Travis. What I find so fascinating about him is this duality and now we'll get into the charts because I I know that we've talked about them before but I don't remember what was what we said 
Well, so. tell me. Well, okay, we can also play the guessing game again. And but tell me what. Tell me about the duality. What were you about okay, to say? Okay, so the du- the duality of Travis Barker is like he's tatted up from head to toe. He looks like he would sell fifteen year olds meth. You know, <laughs> like he look, but like in a hot way. He uh-huh. is really like this mysterious, hot, like punk rock looking kind of guy. But at the same time the band he was in wrote the most radio friendly hits of like any that. rock band since the Beatles. Do you think that. like, I mean, absolutely. Like, oh no, I think I have not heard that comparison made, but I do think in, in many ways they were like our modern Beatles. Totally. In terms of like early Beatles, like squeaky clean, like what's my age again. Every song is like a, every song has like a great hook and it's all, it's even if it's rock, it's all pop. Yeah. It's like cutesy little, like, and it's and all like, love. All of those songs at the beginning were like, my girlfriend doesn't like me anymore. Like, it's all yeah. about dating. With like a couple dick jokes thrown in. But right. so he's got he's got this really harsh image. He's got this kind of syrupy, palatable to the masses music. Um, he's been out of the public eye for a long time, but he was very happy to be on a reality show with his first wife. And now, as we saw in this proposal, he was, there were cameras for their new rumored Hulu reality show. No one knows what the Hulu show is going to be, right? We all know it's Hulu, but we don't know what it's going to be. There was cameras everywhere. So they're filming it for the Hulu show. So it's like, okay, he's a little bit of a, a, a fame whore. And I say that with love. Well, I mean, he's definitely a fame whore. I mean, I guess, I guess I love that. Yeah, I have no problem. We are fame whores. We're, we're literally yeah. not famous and we're just talking about famous people because of how much we stand fame. So like we are not hating on the famous or Travis or uh, by it's any because way. we both have Lilith and Leo. I don't have Lilith and Leo. I have Lilith. Oh, I thought in- you did. No, Lilith in Gemini directly on my ascendant. Oh, because we both have Chiron Gemini. Chiron Gemini. My, my, I have Gemini rising with Chiron and Lilith on my descendant. I have my Mercury in Leo. So it, it's because Loki, we're just like extremely talented. And actually it's what it's really is because we're both Capricorns and what is Capricorn public fame, prestige, status. status. So it's really more of a Capricorn thing than anything, but right. Like this is why we both love uh, like pop culture and astrology. Cause it's sorting people into boxes and placing them in the hierarchies and stuff. So that's, and it's making us feel like we understand, like it's giving, that's what even yeah. what I was saying about like, like crime and astrology, like astrology gives like, sorting people into boxes and then have feeling like you have this like either insider information or some kind of a like higher purview is such is like Capricorns get off on like being the ultimate like status like knowers like we're above the system we're looking at the system we're recreating the system we're you know what I mean so it's it's yeah it's all very we're very very this is a very Capricorn podcast if anybody wasn't clear um but okay so here's the thing right let's let's talk about Travis's chart first. Okay. I don't have his birth time. So this is, there's no rising, but why don't you take a guess? If you don't remember, take a guess at his sun and moon. Guess at his sun and moon. His son is his ego, his identity is I am. I feel like I'm actually getting worse at this (laughs) because I'm like, I, for some reason, I think Pisces because I feel like he radiates this Piscean energy of artist, light and dark, like sort of in the in-between. Um, and 
I think his moon, I do think he's a homebody and his emotional self is, is a, a mush. I think he's a mush. So I could see his moon being like cancer, Taurus, uh, any is that so I want to say definitively you are getting worse at this uh. so <laughs> I'm just kidding I mean I'm not but I am you know it, it doesn't matter and this isn't you know if you're gonna be you're gonna play baseball you gotta take a lot of swings you know what I'm saying sometimes they're home runs sometimes you're just having a bad day you gotta walk it off right mm-hmm. but uh I liked where you were going with his son so he is not a Pisces son he is a Scorpio son Scorpio say that but I was like there's no way well I think that what we're finding though is like there are more Scorpios like it's been interesting too like I don't know if you listen to um case in my trashler in paradise shoot off which by the way we are starting tonight again with the, the, the trashlerette because tonight is the first app so definitely tune in if you guys are interested in that but we are finding like especially on the love shows there's way more Scorpios in reality tv than I would have imagined. And there's oh, yeah. Scorpios doing love on reality TV than I would have imagined. Because in my mind, I think when I think of Scorpio, I, I think of someone that like chooses to remain private. But what Scorpio really is about is about control, right? The underworld. It's about the underworld. It's about control. It's about yes, it's what's going on behind the scenes. It's the it's the behind closed doors stuff that you try not to share, but especially if you're famous, it's like you're actually carefully deciding what you share. So the thing about Scorpios is like for them, they have this feeling of like knowing what's going on, doing, you know, Scorpio is like the bowels, right? Like it's doing the processing of everything. It's what's going on underneath the surface. But if you're going to be famous, which a lot of Scorpios, I think, do want because they want that control. They want that money. They want that power. And then what they really want is to control their image. So like, I do think that whereas it it would be understandable for Scorpios to want to do certain private things in private, which I'm sure that they do to have the, to have the engagement filmed for a show or to have his first toxic relationship on a show on some level, I think is appealing to a Scorpio because they get to control the narrative or they they get to Mm -hmm. feel like they have power. They have control. They're sharing what they want to share. Or if anything, it makes good reality TV because when they're not on their a game, they can't help, but show the messy underside, which makes for fabulous reality TV. Right. So that I think, I think it's a control thing. And I, but I do think you're right that like in terms of his, you know, he's deeply creative. Scorpios are very creative. Scorpios are very, um, you know, they're very musical. They're very, you know, it's, it is an intuitive sign. It is a feminine sign. It's a, you know, it's an artistic sign. So I think his ability to like kind of go through the depths and, and take whatever he's gone through to then like write pop music. I mean, pop music's not that easy to write, you know, unless you're really, it's like to actually create something that has mass appeal, I think is really, it takes a a really talented person. Right. So I think he's got a lot of talent. Now his moon, this is where we love the synastry here. His moon is in Aries. So what does that mean? It means that on a primal level, what drives him is passion. Mm. What he cares about is passion. What he cares about is, is his uh, going after the things he wants. Of, of course, this was a relatively quick engagement because for an Aries moon, when you know, you know, for an Aries moon, unless you're going to be just like totally selfish and, and really in your own bubble of like, I want, I want, I want, I want. 
it's like what moves you is passion. It's like strike a match. There's light. And I think that that is how this relationship feels where it's like, wow, this like we have got to move into this on a deeper level because it is like the flame is burning. Right. Yeah. Now, Courtney, I know is an Aries son. What do you think her moon is? Is why she is so with the jabs, as Dorit would say, incorrectly. If Dorit came for Courtney and said, you're always doing jobs, I would be like, yes, she is always doing jabs. Like she is straight up just mean to everyone. Real quick. What's your favorite Courtney jab of all time? I, I know mine right away. Kim, there's people that are dying. Oh, that's so good. No, my favorite, that is, that's one of the top. My favorite is when they did that interview after the Chris Humphreys annulment and there, and there was, and so Chris was suing Kim for fraud in order to get the relationship annulled or the marriage annulled. And I think it was, was it Fallon or Kimmel? Someone was like, so basically he's saying that you are, you were, you were using him and this relationship for fame. And Courtney's like, um, if she was using him for fame, it would have to be actually someone that people know. And I thought yeah. something like that it was like the best dig ever. I was like, you bitch. I love that. You bitch. <laughs> love her. Okay. But so she is an Aries son. So we know already that in, in terms of sinistry, when you have a sun and a moon conjunct connection, it's very romantic because there's sort of this element of who you are on the outside is, is what I feel on the inside and, and vice versa. What I feel on the inside, you're, you're able to express, right? So that's, that's a beautiful connection when we look at relationships. What do you think her moon is? I don't know. Just tell me because I'm going to get it wrong. She has the same moon as me and it's on the degree of your sun. She is a 10 degree Capricorn moon. So she care, like she does care about fame. She cares, you know, on an ego level, she's like, I would rather say solo dolo than marry any of these duds. And I would rather do it all completely my way. And my kids are going to be vegan. And I don't give a fuck if you guys judge me or not. I'm truly going to do my own thing. But at the end of the day, she cares about prestige. She cares about publicity. She cares about, again, having status in the community. So I think this love, she like before she was like, I don't even want to do reality TV anymore. Now she's like, I'm back because she likes her status. She likes the, the, mm. the stock. He raised her stock so much. And now she's like, yeah, I'll do it in public. Now, where is the disconnect in her chart? Because like Aries Capricorn, you would think is someone who's going to be a high achiever. And she's, and it's funny because she's clearly trying to be that with Poosh, but like, you know, it's not really setting the world on fire. And it seemed like when there was that one season where it was the most recent season, she's having a meeting with all the, the staff of Poosh. And you can tell she's like relishing this position of authority, which is obviously very Capricorn, but you're just like, it's cute that you're like playing job here, but like, you're not really like, what is, what she, she's clearly making, making efforts toward being like a high status Capricorn Aries with a passion and like setting the world on fire, but like, it's not connecting. So what, why is that? Here's what, here's, who would be what I think. I, there's a few, by the way, like, obviously she is super famous, but I, we don't hate court. We're just, we're just, you know, we're just analyzing. We're just looking at this. We're doing science. Okay. But it's like, Okay, so she is a she's an Aries sun. Her Aries sun falls in the second house. The second house is the Taurus house. The second house is money. It is hard work. It is, you know, really uh, that the divine feminine safety. Right. She has her Chiron, our favorite boy, Kai Kai in Taurus, right in the second house. So there's it's almost like she's born with 
money. She's born into status. She's born into this life. So she does have that sort of, she has all the creature comforts she would ever need, even just without push and without the store or whatever, because especially because of the, like she was rich anyway, but then because of the show, you know, they make a nice income. Right. But when it comes to like that Chiron in Taurus, there's a deep wound around hard work. There's a deep wound around that sense of security. Like she has, she has the chart of someone who does want status and power and to be a boss bitch. But then she also like low key kind of just wants to be taken care of. And she kind of just wants to feel safe. And she kind of just wants to feel like, you know, uh, she doesn't have to do that work and she doesn't have to build her own bank account and she doesn't have to, but, but when she turns it on, which I do think Travis helped her to turn on, then she actually can become a really hard worker and she, she can become a super money maker and she can become a super security provider. But it's like, let's be real at the beginning of, of this whole Kardashian era, you know, where they're famous on TV, Scott being the father of those three kids, it wasn't a particularly like safe and and healthy environment for the kids. It doesn't matter if they're vegan. If your dad's an alcoholic and doing crazy shit on TV, it's not really building the most stable home. Right. Like, so she has this safety money, hard work wound that is, that is, I think being healed right now. Now she also has her North node and her Saturn in Virgo. So it means that like, you know, she's moving toward this status, like being an actual organized businesswoman. Yeah. And, and I think, but, but, you know, Saturn in our chart does show those hard lessons. It shows where, you know, we either have to work our Saturn or our Saturn going to work us. Right. So like for Courtney, I think in many ways she's been working her Saturn. I think, you know, Saturn in Virgo does care a lot about eating clean and health and, you know, sort of being as pure as possible and sort of living in a very sort of virginal way, which, you know, she hasn't had, she has long-term relationships and like, we never hear about like Courtney just like going on it. None of them really, but like Courtney's never just like going on a date with a guy and like just getting her, getting her hands dirty. Like she actually is sort of very virginal and uh, until Travis, I don't yeah. even think she had an orgasm. I'm not kidding. I, I think she's been, you know, and I, I don't, I think I think that was even a part of the storyline where like Courtney and Scott, like really didn't have that much sex. Like, I think that she's been, Oh yeah. I remember that, you know? And like, so I think she's been pretty virginal. And then like the other thing is like, when you have a North also, there in a sense, like not getting married for that long because you're saving it for the right person is yeah. like, in a way, like in a 100%. metaphor. And now it's not necessarily because she was doing that by choice. It's because that Chiron was having her choose people that were actually like spending her money, making her feel unsafe. And so it wasn't worth it to get married to these people. But I do think that like, yeah, her Saturn has her really being choosy about who she actually is going to settle down with and who she actually is going to give herself to in that way. But then she also has her North node in uh, Virgo. So, okay. Think about it with you, right? That's the opposite of you. She's a Pisces rising, but the nodes are flipped. So she mm-hmm. is coming from Wait, South. She's, node. she's a Pisces rising. If this time is correct. Yeah. Oh, wow. So she's a Pisces rising. And then her, her Venus is in Pisces. Okay. So what does that mean? Well, Pisces rising wants to just get away with like being pretty and like being creative and having the shop and, you know, being and like in, in, intuition, but it's also like, you know, Pisces risings are sort of like 
swimming through the world almost blind, right? Like, and so that's why, like, for you, your chart is so awesome because you're a Pisces rising, but your North Node is there. So you're meant to actually lean into your intuition and lean into your creativity and lean into your spirituality. But then you get to fall back on that Virgo South Node, which means at the end of the day, you're going to put this right online. You're going to do the editing. You're going to do it right. You're actually a Virgo South Nodes. Like, you have the ability to like harvest anything. You can do that work. You're out in the field collecting the food to feed the family. Like it is a very pure service oriented role, right? So for you, part of what you're learning is that you're not necessarily here to be everybody's workhorse as much as you're here to, you are here to serve people, but it's more in the, in the realm of your creativity and your intuition. And you're, you're more of a healer than a first line worker is what your chart is becoming. Right. But Courtney's the opposite where Courtney is coming from this place of like, I'm just laissez faire. I'm just, I don't really give a fuck. Like, I just want to be pretty and lazy and, and, you know, like what I like and not work that hard. And what she has to do is actually become of service to people. Now, what's really cool about this is that her North node in Virgo is in her seventh house, which means that actually her, her North node, aside from just learning how to be of service and, and actually do more work and become more of a perfectionist, not about the things that are like easy for her and just like simple and about clean eating, but actually like the work of, of planting a harvest and growing it and, and, sh- you know, the sharecropping. I don't even know what I'm trying to Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Like, you know, (laughs) but it's like, because it's in the seventh house, number one, what it means is that she really does. She is looking for, and her life's work is to do that work in relationship. So, so Travis and her relationship is actually really bringing her into her Dharma because this is a relationship that is worth working for. This is a relationship that is worth getting off your ass and getting a short haircut and be going out of your comfort zone for and becoming a better every push is, is infinitely better and more of service to the reader now that she's with Travis because now she's not just like, have you been looking at it have you been now, refreshing the homepage I mean uh, low-key I'm secret push secret push stand no I'm just kidding I've never but but I will say that it pops up in my like discover page all the time now because she's selling like sex toys and she's selling stuff that she's using. And she's, you know, Travis has a whole line of like, he, he has like an apothecary. He has like a, a whole line of like, vi- like vitamins and holistic 
supplements and stuff. And so the things that Poosh is selling now, whereas before it was honestly a non-factor in the commerce game, all of a sudden we're really interested in what she's selling because it is like, oh, this is, this is working for Courtney. Oh, Cor- now the write-ups before the, and, and I only looked because I would just, I would have been clowning her before, you know, to be like, Poosh sucks. Right. Because it was always like, you're definitely going to want to try this like Cuisinart blender because blah, blah, blah. Right. Now it's like, you got to try this naughty sex toy ever since I, it's, it's, it's become so much more personal. It's become so much more actually of service because now she has something that she gives a fuck about. It is in the area of relationship. She is going to get married and she is going to do it right. And it is going to be from this more pure place. And because of that, she's going to be able to not only raise her status, but provide more service to the world. Now she has a mission. Whereas before I do not think she did. Yeah. And I think that with Poosh and with all the the gluten-free and vegan and stuff, and I've fallen into this trap as well. It's kind of like you impose these strictures on your diet and on your home life because it feels like the only thing that you can like actually control. And right, right. Like sort of like eating disorder adjacent. It's not you're not like starving. Not everybody, just some versions of. I know yeah. Yeah. But like, I feel like it always seemed that way for her. And like Poosh sort of radiated that sort of neurotic kind of like, oh, you have to follow the rules. You have to stay in all these little boxes of like healthy living. And like, yeah, maybe now it's, she's radiating abundance now. Whereas before she was radiating like tight assness, you know? Totally. And now, now I will say about, so, okay. So I have other charts up too. The relationship chart itself uh, astrologically, this is a, this, this timing makes sense for me. And, and the chart of the engagement is really romantic. So first let's talk about the relationship. Wait, can I ask you one last question about their two charts? Ask all the questions. Okay. So it seems like in all of her other relationships before Courtney has worn the pants, she's been the parental figure. Like with yeah. Scott, it was like, she, not only did she have his kid unplanned and like, continue to have his kids. She was his mom with mm-hmm. Eunice. Like he was younger. He was not famous. She was sort of the, uh, the, you know, she was the higher status person in that relationship in addition to being older than him. And from her and Travis, like their body language, everything, it really seems like a role reversal. Like, thank it, God. It, it, yeah. Like, come on, you've already got three kids. You don't need to fucking be dating a child as well. So is there anything in their charts that would reflect that? Or did you notice that too? Like she looks at him with like puppy dog eyes. Like he's, he's like daddy in a non-cringe way. Like the the way that like Megan Kelly tried to make daddy happen. And yeah, like, but, but for them, it's like, you can tell that. I don't know. This sounds very, no, I know it. I agree. I, they, they've, they've made me like want. Yeah, he seems to be, well, I mean, really what we're talking about is is this flip that's happening in our, we've had it, when we're talking about divine masculine and divine feminine, we've had it a little bit backwards because what has happened is like, we think like the men do all the work and the women stay home and play the support role, right? Let's just say in terms of like our collective consciousness and what we've thought of husband, wife. Reality is that the divine feminine is is the create the creator but aside from being able to do the work she also is able to do nothing it's like that's the that's the duality of divine feminine that like when she is You're doing the my language able to do the work and do nothing well, that that's is what it is right it's a moon life 
Well, but it's the moon cycle, right? It's why the moon cycle work is like the only just calendar system to use because it's like, okay, when there's a new moon, we set new intentions. We work for the first two weeks. There's a full moon where then our work is sort of, there's, there's like a, you know, there's, there's a illumination of, of what is going on. And then, and then it's two weeks of rest. It's like you wrap it up for a week and then it's like you take a week off. And that is sort of like the divine feminine cycle, which is like, we get to do, we get to be the creators and then we get to rest. And that is the actual cycle that the divine feminine is on. And it is, and it's, it's not that woman or man, but it's divine feminine, right? The divine masculine is the sun. The divine masculine is the energy of I'm here no matter what. I am present. I like clockwork. You can, I'm I'm coming up. I'm coming down. I'm in this sign for like almost a whole 30. So what's with all the absentee dads up in this bitch? Well, the problem is, is that like, because all of the roles have been so mangled over the years, the men feel this enormous pressure to Mm. to be something that they cannot be. And then the women feel this deep resent because they're actually not like, like in a world I've always said, like, even even with Randy, I was like, he's going to make an incredible stay at home husband someday for me. Not because like I'm a big workhorse, but it's because like, actually his, when he was at his best for me, it was like when I knew that I would come home and like, he would be like, the house would be clean and, and he would cook dinner and he was really just supporting my creative process. You know, in the end, that isn't what ended up happening. We're not together, but it's like, like, even with James, my, my, the first guy I almost married, like he also, we just had a baby. Congrats, James. But it's like, he was a perfect divine masculine sort of, uh, like representative because it's like, he had a very, he was very stable. He had a stable job, but he wasn't like his emotionality wasn't so up and down. He was very sort of flat. He was always there to support me. He was always there to make me feel better. He cooked, he cleaned. He was very like, he was very there to either fire up my passion or, you know, give me ideas. You know, if you think about even the modalities, right? Fire and air are the masculine modalities and water and earth are the feminine modalities. So water and earth, we can build, we can destroy. It's actually the physical, you know, you can, you can mix water and earth together and build homes and build, you know, sand castles and all the, you know, whatever else you would build. And then it's, it's fire that either... <laughs> that either like lights the way or destroys or, um, or allows you to cook or, uh, you know what I mean? And and it flames your fat passion that gets you excited. And then it's the air that actually like is a cool breeze or, or moves debris away or gives, you know, air is mental. So it's sort of like giving you the ideas. It's sort of there, but you can't see it. It's like a very, like the divine masculine hypothetically is like spirit. Like that's where it's like, God is woman. God is man. It's like, well, actually like God is masculine in the way that we refer to God, not because it's Jesus or because it has a penis, but because it's this overwhelming, overarching, always there for you unseen presence. So like absentee dad isn't actually the issue. It's that the absentee dads aren't supportive, right? Like it's not that, and and I don't think there should be absentee dads. I think dads should be as I think dads are so important. And I had a great dad and I love dads and, you know, everyone really care about your kids if you're a dad. Okay. But it's like at the end of the day, the divine masculine's purpose is to be that that rock for the divine feminine to ebb and flow and create and f- destroy. And so I think that this is the first relationship that Courtney's ever been in where she gets to be mm. feminine. 
I think because of that Aries sun, she comes across very masculine and she comes across with this sort of like, you know, either, uh, either my way or the highway, either I like it or I don't. It's like, she's passionate about what she's passionate about, but then she's sort of not sure what she's passionate about. So it's like, at the end of the day, she's just going to be passionate about raising her kids, you know, and, and, and passionate about really, I don't know what else on and again, off again relationship. But, you know, she is a Pisces rising with her South node in Pisces and her North node in Virgo. She is a Capricorn moon. These are feminine signs. And then her Chiron is in Taurus feminine sign. So for her, there is like a deep feminine healing going on here where for the first time, I don't think it's a coincidence that she's a Capricorn moon and all of a sudden Pluto just went direct in Cap. Like there has been the last few years have been like a, a Capricorn takedown going on, right? Like from, from 2017, I mean, longer than that really, but like for like the past decade, there's been a death happening in Capricorn and it is almost over. We have like a few more, like maybe two more years of it, but what God, two more years, it's okay. It's going to get better and better, better. And honestly, it's, it's past all of our shit. So we're, we're kind of in the clear, the two of us, but don't you even feel that like, even for us, right. The fact that we're doing this pod in a very feminine way as very feminine women and, and it's about fame and it's we're, like, we don't need a man to do anything for us in this moment, other than maybe like, you know, listen to the pod, leave a review, share, you know, be our fans, support us. But and like, make the theme song, shout out Sam. But see, that's even the thing. It's like doing something to support the, the, the women is actually kind of what they're there to do, to protect and support and, and encourage and, and, and make, you know, make warmer and better and safer. Right. So, yeah. And once again, you're not saying men and women, you're saying masculine and right. feminine, and those what, two energies can exist in every person, do exist in every person. That's even what you said, what you said the other day blew my mind, which was that, that, that actually men are on the same hormonal, like men are also on a moon cycle. Men are also on a feminine cycle. They're just not they have no relationship to it or they don't have a strong relationship to it. So they don't even support themselves, which is ultimately what makes them all such fucking terrible catches or whatever. But yeah. But how crazy. Yeah. How, and how crazy, like with Scott, I feel like, you know, Courtney was his mom in a way. And in order for him now to feel like he is masculine and like he is channeling the divine masculine he has to date teenagers it's like oh so with scott he's one of those people like a lot of guys i talk to in comedy like male comics who are like i wish i could just have a rich girlfriend and i'm like well you can and you're choosing not to like you are scared of girls who make more money than you you don't like you're living in this fantasy where you want to be like a low level comic working your way up and date a girl who makes less than you and not be homeless. Like you, it's okay for guys to need a figure who is like masculine for lack of a better word. Like, absolutely. If Scott were to date, I think if Scott dated an older woman who was like really hot and really cool and funny, like, I feel like that would be his most, most fulfilling thing or but see, like, that's where he has like woman, just a higher status woman not these fucking yeah. children well that's where he has like a pat that's where like his own sense of i think inferiority is just is like on display because it's like he actually doesn't provide that much in terms of emotional support and it, you know it's like even i mean the fact that he the reason that he and amelia broke up in the end was because he was he got outed for being obsessed with courtney is like it says it all right it's like so he's dating these younger women so that he gets to like play the part 
of daddy yeah. and like play the part of like, I'm right. I have high status, but really he's just like an insecure little boy who actually doesn't want to really connect with anyone on it. And maybe if anybody, he has a fantasy of Courtney, but it's like the ship has sailed. The ship has sailed. Yeah. And he's clinging to that because he doesn't want to, like, I think he's sort of, he was in a situation where her divine feminine was taking care of his like shriveled masculine that does, he doesn't have. And okay. he found himself in that situation by accident, you know, like when they first started dating, yeah, she was a couple years older than him, but they were more or less on equal footing as partners. Oh. And then it just became more and more, she's the parent and he's the ne'er-do-well kid. And well, and think- that he needs her and his success is actually 1000% based on the fact that her family had a reality show and right. he, he was dating his, his whole status is not based on the work that he did. Even his even talentless is not even his joke. That's, that's Kim's like yeah. he has stolen, stolen is a strong word, but like everything that he has is because the Kardashian mommies have provided it for him. And I could see where that would make someone feel insecure. Yeah. And I think, but that's what, I think that's what's keeping him from understanding that he needs to just sit in that sort of beta place. Like it's so you can be a super masculine guy who's living in support of a higher status woman. Like that's what I'm saying. That's actually the most masculine thing you could do. Yeah. Like the most masculine thing you can do is be as a, a support for women i mean that's why the capricorn thing is important to note because it's like in a world where cap like i even think on our merch i think for the capricorn shirt that's the, the daddy we want to fuck i think we got to put lipstick on it and earrings because it's not daddy it's mm. da- it's mommy daddy it's it's but it's still feminine it's daddy but it's like if women were in charge it's like it's like fa- it's still family and it's still you know how we operate outside of the home that's what capricorn is so it's daddy with an eye it's daddy with an eye. It's daddy with lipstick. It's it's a it's a lesbian with a tool belt, or it's a cis woman with a tool belt. But it's actually like a woman on the outside going here. You know, it's it's here's how we do it, and here's what we expect, and this is our family. And it's the masculine's job to actually be that. You know, Sagittarius is masculine. Aquarius is masculine. Sagittarius is that like professor. It's the truth. It is passion. Aquarius is the structure that holds the water. It is the sink. It is that, it is that space for the, the messiness or the, the work to get done in mm. really the masculine role. The masculine role is to be that, that voice to go to that, you know, that structure that supports the mess that would, it's so it's a, the masculine not men, but men, but, but the masculine energy is there to actually make it safe for the feminine to create and live and die and be reborn and birth and transformation and death and all of that. And so I do think that at the end of the day, even though Travis's son is, is Scorpio artist, his moon is masculine. And at the end of the day, he has made Courtney feel like a million bucks. He has been like, girl, my passion for you is, is, like is unwavering and like I am singularly focused on you and I am so down to show you how affectionate and I am I am so down to just give you my heart because I am safe I'm a safe place for you to discover yourself and and she's discovered we are watching her discover herself I mean it's it's phenomenal right it's it's beautiful so that's what I push is going to take off is what you're saying well, I mean, I do think Poosh could have a couple of iterations. You know, I don't know if it's, if it's reached it's there, there just yet. But I do think sex toys that she's actually using is a way better angle than just like another fucking protein powder. 
you know, like that's, yeah. or, you know, or just like a candle, you know, it's right. like, this is interesting. She's become a million. She, he's unlocked her. So now she doesn't have to play that solar masculine. She actually gets to be all of the feminine in her chart that otherwise was just getting squashed you know, by this, you know, her midheaven, the way that the public sees her is in Sagittarius. Her son is in Aries. So until now, she's really just had to play that. I mean, that, and that's who she is on the Kardashians too. She's kind of this like singular voice of reason, even though her life is, isn't perfect, but she can make those quips. She can just say the true thing. She can throw out those zingers because she gets to have this sort of, you know, ultimate truth persona when at the end of the day, it was not the ultimate truth. The ultimate truth was that she has not been unlocked yet. And I do think Travis unlocked her. I love that. It's also sounds very, um, like, uh, penisy when you say that. Well, I mean it in a penisy way. So I'm glad that you understood. <laughs> now, what can you tell me about their, yeah, their, their chart together. So the joint chart, when I look at the chart of the relationship and I've said it before, I'll say it again, because if you're just tuning in, I want you to understand what I mean. Everybody has a natal chart. And when you put two natal charts together, similar to, you know, uh, you know, me, you, us, right. It becomes a, the, the relationship itself has an energy of its own. So we're talking about the composite chart here. So this is the chart of the relationship. A couple mm. of things we just absolutely love to see. First of all, in this composite relationship, the sun and the moon are both in Aquarius. What does that mean? It means that there is an agreement in this relationship that, that the masculine and the feminine are in partnership. The sun and the moon, this is a new moon relationship. It is a new beginning kind of relationship. It's a relationship where the sun and the moon are equals and they're in conversation. And in fact, the moon is a little bit ahead. In the, in the composite relationship, the sun is at nine degrees Aquarius and the moon is at 23 degrees Aquarius. So there is this sort of rightful equality and then sort of pedestal of the, of the moon of the feminine, which we love to see. We also love that it's in Aquarius because Aquarian relationships are ultimately friendships first, right? So what, and the reason their relationship mm. is so strong is because they have a huge, they have a long-term foundation of being neighbors and friends. They really get to have fun together and be silly. And at the end of the day, Aquarian relationships, they'll break up before they they get into like really heated fights. Like Aquarians don't even have that time or energy or they don't, they don't fight. They just will be like, bye, they ghost you. They'd leave. Like they don't give a fuck about the, the menial shit. Right. So this is a relationship where like, there's a huge emphasis on getting along and having fun and merging our families and just really being simpatico. Like we are friends and the, the moon and the sun are connected in the relationship chart. There's also a really fabulous uh, so the North node of this relationship is in Libra, right? Wow. It's in Libra, exactly conjunct uh, Pluto, which means that this is like a full on relationship. Re like, like this relationship is is groundbreaking. It's life changing. When you have Pluto with a North node in a relationship chart, it's like, wow, this relationship is the thing that is killing the old and bringing in the new, which it certainly is for both of their relationship histories, right? This is a transformational relationship in Libra. It is, it is headed for marriage. It is headed for togetherness and asteroid union, the asteroid of, wait, 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 wait. let me ask yeah. a question about, about that, because it seems to me like Travis is, sort of repeating what he did with his first wife. Like 
really famous influencer adjacent type person, like doesn't have a quote unquote talent, which we don't subscribe to that, but whatever. He was a different person when he was dating her. I know, but it's like quickish engagement. Like I going on a reality show. Yeah, but it's it's not the same. It's not a quick, it's not a quick engagement. It's, it's a quick engagement for this romantic relationship, but they have been in a long-term relationship. What, what he and Shanna weren't was friends. And he was also in, he was also actively touring in a rock band. He was binge drinking and doing drugs. They were in a toxic relationship. So even if the pattern is similar, which doesn't surprise me, Scorpio Aries, it's like, he wants to go deep. He wants to get in there fast. He's like, wants behind closed doors shit happening all the time. He wants to be naughty. He wants to be all in. And then that Aries moon is like, just do it now. Like get it done, do it now, like lock it in. So I totally get that. But like he and he and Shanna didn't have a friendship and they didn't have a baseline of a, like, if they did have agreed upon lifestyle things that they were committed to, it was th- this party life. It was this Hollywood, like, you know, it's not that Travis, Travis and Courtney aren't like, let's do a reality show to make our relationship work. It was like literally Shanna and Travis ha- tried to do reality show to save the relationship. Like never going to work. Fetaline and Brittany couldn't do it. You guys they cannot really do say it. That? That's just what it was. They were like, if, if you look back at the history of it, like they had broken up and gone, they had, I think actually gotten divorced and then undivorced before the show even aired. This was their last ditch effort to, to try to control the narrative and to try to do something creatively together. And then she made a statement where she was basically like, I feel like I'm his co-star and like, I no longer have a husband. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. So he is really like, that is so trying to control the narrative. Like he's like, Oh, the, the TV show is the real focus. So Okay. What? Oh, I have so many questions. So what were you going to say about, I was going to say, how can, how can he ensure that this doesn't happen again? Well, I don't think it will. I, 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 first of all, I think there is no insurance that it's not going to happen again because that's just not how love works. That's just not how love works that we don't, that's the risk and, and the, the sort of thrill of desire and love is that like every time you get into something, there is the risk of it hurt breaking your heart or failing right yeah, but, yeah. So, but I also think in terms of this relationship it's not gonna I mean fail. in terms of the reality show taking over and the they're whole, not on a reality show it's, circus it's taking over Courtney's on a reality show he's a part of Courtney's reality there is not a Travis and Courtney get hitched show yeah, but look how entrenched Scott became in the show but even if that's the case first of all I think this is a healthy romance second of all we're talking about reality show veterans again this is not like let's just sell it to mtv and try to make a buck and save the relationship these bitches have been on reality tv for like the last 20 years i mean how long has the show been they're 21 seasons they know what the fuck they're doing yeah they're like the scorsese of reality stars they literally are like they this is not their first rodeo and in fact courtney's probably been the one the whole time that's been like i don't even care about this i don't really want to do it i think that that it's not going to affect them at all. I think if anything, it will help them both because Travis, you know, Travis has had a bit of a resurgence since this relationship. I mean, we do now he is like putting out albums with, with, you know, machine gun Kelly, and he is doing a lot of really creative work with a lot of young artists. And so I think that for him, this is a new Travis emerging. I think he's probably really proud to share this version of himself because we were used to Travis streaking through the streets while he was blackout drunk, totally naked, you know, like I loved that version too. But also 
like like reality tv is so much more produced now like back then back in the newlyweds the osbournes era they would it actually was like documentary style like they would like camp a a documentary crew in your house and see what they got and now so yeah i think yeah you're right now it's a different animal because they can pick what they want to shoot and what they don't No, they're doing like storyboards kim's going let me retake that i could say it funnier like they know what they're doing they're they're producing a show that isn't scripted but that is absolutely, uh, there is definitely a beat sheet. I'll tell you that. There is a beat sheet yeah. to every episode and they're agreeing to it beforehand and they they are controlling what's going on. There's nothing that anybody's watching in the cut afterward that's surprising them. That isn't what this is, right? This isn't like a Bachelor thing. This is like their show, they are in charge and they have people working with them to produce it, right? So that's the first thing. But I think that in terms of this relationship, it isn't going to fail because- we have the South node in Aries, the North node in Libra with Pluto. This is a rebirth of them doing relationship. And what I was going to say before is asteroid union, the asteroid that represents divine union is on that Pluto North node in Libra conjunction. This relationship is fated to, to, to be a marriage that changes the game. This is meant to be an, a, an example. And it's because of that Aquarius sun and moon, they're also going to be fine on TV because they are kind of, they got broadcast in the blood of this relationship. And I think they're going to actually, I think long-term what this relationship could do because of the reality TV angle is actually demonstrate for us what love healthy love could look like. I mean, we don't have that many examples of even like, even in the housewives, it's like, you know, Mauricio and Kyle seem to have a nice relationship, you know, but even other than that, like these shows are wrought with divorce. They're wrought. We like PK and we like PK and Dorit, but it's like, there else, we also know that there's some shady shit going on. Like we there's, we don't have that many, you know, if, if MGK and Megan Kelly want to be the like Elizabeth Taylor, like passionate romance of Hollywood. I think what, what, um, Courtney and Travis get to be is like, I'm trying to even think of a, an example of, you know, I don't know the Tom Hanks and Rita Goldie, Wilson of reality and, TV, you know, yeah, like Goldie and Kurt, but they like, never got married. Never got married. Like, I think they're going to, they're going to reform the, the, I think they are redoing our traditional like ideas about marriage and what we think a, a marriage should look like. And I think they're well, going to, I don't think they're going to reform them. I think reform, it's but, be like, this is actually divine feminine and divine yeah. masculine in action. Like yeah. this is like what this marriage- is a divine union. Yeah. Yeah. So, okay. Final thought. What do you think the aesthetic of the wedding is going to be? I think it's going to be a lot of black. I don't think it's going to be outwardly punk. I don't think he's going to wear sneakers, but I do think it's going to be somber tones. Yeah. I think off. Let Fall. us know your thoughts. And listen Thursday because I have more dish on why the romantic, why the day was so romantic and something else that's miraculous about this chart, but we'll get there. I'm so sorry. I just talk so much. It's okay. You know what? That's what we're here to do. Space trash. Trash in space. Space trash. Lifestyles. The rich and Uranus. Space trash. Celebrities, they're trash. But the astrology can help us understand Transmission incoming. <laughs> Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. 
Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads.